Welcome to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth, the podcast series designed to bring you information and news about the latest technologies, vendors and trends affecting the IT industry today. As ever, this show is brought to you by Arrow Electronics. We hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome back to Arrow Bandwidth. If you've made it this far, then you've realised that this is part of our little mini-series of specials coming from IoT Solutions World Expo, as all the units from Arrow, that's uh, Enterprise Computing, that's Arrow AIS, Intelligent Solutions, and Global Components, come together and basically talk about our IoT experiences, our vendors, our, our partner stories, success stories, and our findings of working in the daunting world of IoT. And with me, I have a new guest. Is it too early to call you a friend of the show? Well, you may be pushing the boundaries there a little bit, but uh, we'll see how we go, shall we? <laughs> so, for those who don't know you, could you, uh, could you, first of all, could you introduce yourself? And can you just tell our illustrious audience, which is more than just my mother tuning in, who you are, where you come from, what you do? Right. Um, hello, illustrious audience. My name is Ollie Wainwright. I am the Alliances Manager for Arrow Intelligence Systems. And amongst many things, my job is running the Microsoft line for Europe. I also do uh, an interesting sideline in VMware and Stratus Technologies and a company called Ontonext and McAfee as well for their uh, whitelisting and internet security. A very varied bag, but effectively all software. Uh, there's nothing in this hardware lark at all, I tell you. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> It'll it's never take off. overrated. <laughs> never take off at all. <laughs> so, uh, it's, you know, it's almost like we planned this, but that's really interesting because a lot of people know that the Bandwidth podcast series, kind of, you know, the, the people that we've had on in the past have been very much driven through our network of who we know and what we know in, in the wonderful world of our OECS, sure. so Enterprise Computing Solutions. And, and you've just thrown a few vendors out there that you look after that never mind our listeners i'm sat here going oh and there's there's a number of really really familiar names of course so before we go any further sure how come you're looking after some familiar names and we've only just now right. however many years in or however long you've been binging on this podcast i've come to speak to you so ais arrow intelligence systems the franchises that we deal with, or the subset of the franchises we deal with, so things like Microsoft and uh, VMware in particular, who are you know, well-known ECS franchises and you've had for years and years and years and years, they've all got embedded OEM divisions of. Right. So rather than the standard Microsoft license that you buy over the counter or the standard server license that you buy over the counter, instead of the standard VMware license you over the counter and install on your own hardware yeah there are divisions of these software companies divisions of microsoft divisions of vmware that allow you to pre-install preload the software add your own software activate it separately and then ship a piece of equipment as an appliance that you as an oem then sell and the license transfers to the new owner Ah. So, take vmware as an example great yes. example because you guys you guys do a, a truckload of vmware and yeah you know, without blowing smoke, you're pretty good at it. Let's be fair. Why, um, thank you. There's a tenor in the post. <laughs> Excellent. Gets better by the minute. <laughs> so, VMware, if you, if you bother to read all the terms and conditions of the VMware license, it basically says, when you buy this license, you own it, period. You have to install it, and you own it, and it's yours to keep, and that's it. Which is fine if you're an end user, but actually, if you're an OEM, 
an original equipment manufacturer, and what you want to do is build that piece of uh, VMware software into a piece of hardware and put your own special source, your own special software on top of it, and then ship it to your customer, guess what? You're in breach of the rights You're in breach of the license. Yeah. Straight away. And... And it's astonishing how many OEMs don't realize this because, like everybody else, you get to the install screen, you tick the box, yes, I accept the terms and conditions, of course I do, but you don't actually read the 30-odd pages in there of which one or two little interesting lines go, don't you dare sell this. <laughs> so the, one of the great things that AIS do is we provide this service to customers. We're able to tell customers, actually, it's not a different piece of software but the licensing really, really matters. And if you're a big OEM, well, if you're any kind of OEM, but especially if you're a big blue badge OEM that's well-known in the world, mm -hmm. the last thing in the world you want is to suddenly find involuntarily you're breaching your license conditions. You know? And it's, it's not that these manufacturers and these suppliers are, are, are trying, to, trying to trick customers not in and the least, no. uses. It's just, I think, probably originally how those right-to-use licenses were, yeah. were envisaged and, and wrote. It was like, well, of course there's going to be, you know, the person using it is going to be an end user. It's going to be the yes, actual absolutely. end of the chain. But yeah. as we've seen sort of the tech industry grow and yeah. different people come in with different players and offerings and solutions, I'm, I always envisage it in my mind that all, all the nitty-gritty in the detail and the licenses, <laughs> it's like... It's version 12, Amendment 68. And there is a bit yeah. of that. There, there actually is a bit of that. And you're absolutely right, Richard. The, the fact is that, yes, when Microsoft, jumping from Microsoft to VMware and back again, but when yeah. Microsoft, as a good example, started making software, it was on a PC. That was it. You had your PC, you bought your PC, you squirted your software on, you used your PC, and that's the end of it. No one 20-odd, 25, 30 years ago envisaged that actually taking component parts of that software and installing those component parts separately onto a piece of hardware was the way forward. And the licensing has adapted and grown because of that and changed because of that. But as you say, unless OEMs find out about this, software manufacturers are great at putting new versions out and different versions out and just going, yeah, sign the terms and conditions, it's fine. Actually, no, it's not fine, and it creates a real minefield. Mm. So a lot of the stuff we do at AIS in particular it's not trying to catch people out. It's trying to be able to provide a service that points customers in the right, the right direction. Yeah, the right product, the, the right go. license for Absolutely. the right use. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, There's nothing more embarrassing than, you know, some huge blue badge vendor suddenly finds Microsoft knocking on their door saying, yeah, you know, you've got 250,000 systems in the field. Well, we'd like to talk to you about the way they've been licensed. You know, it doesn't do anybody any good and doesn't, doesn't help anybody. Yeah. So if we can sort that out at the start, then... Mm -hmm. This goes a long way to, to fixing things. So you mentioned Microsoft, and um, obviously this is this is where we we repay the favour. Yeah, uh, Microsoft have had a you know, very long successful relationship with our with, with, with AIS. Absolutely, precisely yes. in that OEM field. Yes. So yes. you know, certainly on our side of the shop, we see Microsoft as very much uh, you know our focus is on working with partners around Microsoft's cloud offering, and and it's. I suppose we view it as you know, still a, a relatively young franchise for us, but yeah, you know, the legacy on your side of the shop is is really long-standing and really deep. I understand from Microsoft. Completely, yeah. I mean, we basically I'm very old. <laughs> I'm, I'm, glad <laughs> the club. I'm, I'm glad this isn't on film because I'm really old. Um, but I, I remember when Microsoft launched their original compact version. I remember dealing with Windows 3.11. 
Crikey. Yeah. All right. I wasn't very old when I was dealing with Windows 3.11. I'm not that old, but you know. Um, so we've done software licensing for an awful long time and watched it grow yeah. and watched it change. With an arrow now, the the embedded license business is worth. It's rolling towards fifty million dollars a year in Europe alone. Just in Europe. Just alone. in Europe alone. Yeah. So best kept secret of, <laughs> of of the business, to be honest. So I suppose that brings me on to you know the the, the type of partners. Are you mention you mention OEMs. Yes. Are, are they typically always taking the products, taking the software in your portfolio, and and, and building an appliance? Is that how it normally works, or right. uh, has that evolved over time as well? Yes. So. One of the rules of engagement about the embedded channel mm-hmm. is that actually, once you've bought the license, you can't resell just the license. You yeah. have to install it. Yeah. So there's no point coming to our intelligence systems and saying, hey, I'd like to buy you know, 10 Windows 10 IoT licenses, please, because I've got a customer that wants to buy 10 Windows 10 yeah. IoT licenses. You buy the license, you install the software, and you have to install it, add something to it, on a piece of hardware and ship it as a solution. You can't simply ship licenses out the door. And what it does also allow you to do in the Microsoft world is we get to sell different versions of the software that you know and love. Ah. So, for example, and I'm going to use Windows 10 as a, as a good no, example because no. there's a ton of uh, server examples as well, but yeah. Windows 10 is a really, really good example. If you buy Windows 10 on your laptop, the regular Windows 10 flavor that we all know and love and you open your laptop, it contains fascinating things that the uh, the industry really, really needs, like the games pack and Cortana <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and you can't do anything yourself. about that, but if you're in the embedded channel, Windows 10 do a thing called the long-term service branch or long-term service channel because they've just renamed it, um, which gives you 10 years life, but also doesn't give you Cortana and doesn't give you the sales pack, but does give you the option as an OEM to delete certain functions and change the splash screens and change the login screens and make it look as much or as little like a Windows operating system as you want it to. So you get all the benefits, all the drivers, all the practicality of dealing with a Windows OS, but actually you can chop it, you can change it. And Everything that's not essential to your offering. Absolutely, you and your remove. end user can't play free sell when they're bored, when they're meant to be <laughs> tracking missiles or logging water pipes around a right. system or something. You know, it's it's that kind of operation. And is it is it fair to say that just a couple of examples you, you gave there. What, what sort of markets, what sort of verticals do you find your customers operating? I can oh, imagine that it must Lord. be it's, any and every. It's vast. It's absolutely vast. We have customers, um, very big multinational customers, who literally use Windows, both Windows uh, IoT Server and Windows IoT 10. And actually, because of the life of the product, going back to Windows 7, still available, still fully certified, etc., with all the security updates, etc., etc., and still running until 2023, which is a neat trick to pull. So you can give that lifespan and, of coverage yeah, and stability. Complete, long, complete longevity of lifespan. Building management systems, building control systems, uh, controlling uh, industrial water features, uh, yeah. as in water supplies to towns and cities. Oh, wow. um, we've got Windows Embedded tracking missiles, tracking radar stations, running... Uh, various functions in warships and submarines, Windows IoT running in media players. It's sort of regular <laughs> commercial media players with a two terabyte hard drive. Sounds like it's massive overkill, but actually, what have you got? You've got an excellent screen driver, you've got all of the functionality built in, you've got all the royalties paid for all the codecs, all the audio codecs. So actually, if you're building a $2,000, $3,000 um, media player, a media player and a high-end media appliance, 
actually, 100 bucks for the license, is, <laughs> is little or nothing when you've not got to buy all the codecs, all the MP4 drivers, all the Apple drivers, insert any other driver you want to play yeah. on, your, on your media system. So it makes a big old difference for embedded customers. And the scope is vast, just vast. So you mentioned a few markets there and a few, uh, and a few applications. And that, that probably explains one of the reasons why you're here. Absolutely, We're yes. here today. Yes, we're all here today. IoT World yes. Congress. <laughs> so what does, what does IoT mean to you guys from an AIS perspective? Now, IoT from a, an arrow intelligent systems uh, basis is mm -hmm. very much the edge very conscious that ECS do a really, really solid job of Azure and CSP and providing services to end customers. And actually, while we can do that in IIS, our major strength is providing edge compute, is linking that sensor that general components sell yeah. into some form of edge compute to be able to packet that up and then send that to the cloud. The Windows Embedded license works really, really well, but also within the Arrow AIS team, you know, we've got a whole bunch of industrial computing platforms, we've got a whole bunch of panels, we've got a whole bunch of servers and back office function that actually allow us to provide the bridge between the little widget in your office taking yeah. data and your CSP contract with ECS that says we've got 10 terabytes of data a minute going to the cloud. And I, I love that analogy. You, you guys really are the bridge from that real deep engineering down at the, the component and the board level through to something that can be practically used in the field and then's robust enough to stay out there for Absolutely. 10, 15, 20 yes. years. Yeah? yeah, the last thing in the world we want uh, really is to be building kit for customers because two years ago it all bust. It doesn't, it doesn't do anybody any good. You know, yeah. We provide industrial motherboards, industrial PC platforms, longevity of licenses. A customer can design something, mm. put it into the field, and know not only it's going to last 10 years, but actually they can build the same platform in five years' time. And it'd be exactly the and same. And it's still certified, and it's still available, and still ready to roll with your certified software. So you guys work at a, a pace that is, is, is way more forward and out there than, than we probably would from an ECS perspective. We'd think about turning things in in through the, the sensor to sunset piece, so bringing in you know, S-Tech to do, not rip and replace, but you know, recycle, reprovision, and our time scale's are like, well, it's, it's been in three, five years, so yes. rip yeah. it out of the dates anywhere. So you guys are far more in those rugged environments for a lot, lot longer, yeah? Oh, good Lord, yes, yes. Um, you'd be astonished at the number of conversations I have with customers going, can we downgrade back to uh, Windows 3. Point insert yeah. whatever issue you've got here? Uh, actually, no, that, that, that is a little bit long in the tooth. But, but yeah, we start with some really good cutting-edge platforms. But actually, the customers we want, want this to run for um, 5, 10, 15, even 20 years. Well, Ollie, it's been absolutely fascinating. Thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you, Richard. It's been an absolute pleasure. Fantastic. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Arrow Bandwidth. If you'd like to hear more, please click and subscribe to our channel on your preferred podcast app. Follow us on Twitter at Arrow Global or learn more about us at our various websites, including www.arrow.com. Thanks for listening.